We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the show. It's Ivy Nation Sports Talk. It is Monday, and we are one step closer to a Notre Dame mm. game day. He's Vince D'Addario. I'm Sean Styers. How you doing today, Vince? Doing fantastic. We are officially in the first week of school week, and so it's about to hit the fan. So uh, glad to have this nice opportunity to hang out with you and not remember any of my day. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Yeah. Does... Does the picture coming, like, my picture coming back to you, does it look any different than it used to look by any chance? Any hmm. uh, any clearer, any crisper? I mean, maybe I'll a just... little crisper? Maybe a little bit? Did you get yourself a new computer or something? Got a new computer this weekend. Ooh, look at I you. Was, uh, I was transcribing the Chansey Stucky press conference last week, and I broke the T key on my keyboard. Oh. And no. it's it, like the whole, like the whole key didn't come out, but there's like covers on the keys. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've ever had one break on you before. Mm-mm. And so I tried to super glue the T back on and it went back on and you can still like use it, but you have to press really hard. And Just you know, between that and, you know, computer was getting a little bit older anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I broke down and. And bought a new computer and like just look at you me looking at myself it looks like a very like the the picture looks a lot sharper to me yeah so i would have to have like a side by side you know what i mean i might have to go and look up a, a video from last week and then this one after we're Compare done it. and just see the yeah. difference because now that you mention it the coloring is a little bit different and uh it's a little crisper i think i think so too yeah, and it's like you got a nice suntan. Congratulations. The monitor is like an inch bigger. It's a 14 ah. inch instead of a 13 inch. So background might look a little nice. different as well. Right. Zach Martin says, off. write that up, baby. And you got that right. You know, I'm doing that, Zach Martin. Speaking of Zach Martin, did you see uh, Zach oh, Martin did. with a K? Got his new contract today. I did see that. Making 18 million a year. Yeah. Which is like five more than he was making. So, I mean, what's five million between friends? <laughs> yeah, he uh, he got what, I, and it's guaranteed money as well. He's he's what they're saying. It what the report gotcha. was north of eighteen million this year and next year. 
And, um, you know, so the, it, what they what what ESPN said, eight and a half million extra over Cash, the next two baby. years. Cash money. Yeah. Zach Martin beats Jerry Jones. Stick it to the man. Good job, Zach. <laughs> I mean, he deserves it. He's the, the best guard in football. So he absolutely right. deserves it. I mean, I... It, it's funny how I feel about, like, you sign a contract, you should live up to it. Like, I get that side of it. But he's also the best guard in football, and he should be paid like it. So, it's like, yeah, I see you both know, sides of it. You know, like, if 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 you had, like, you as the dean out there at Penn, you mm-hmm. know, we're making whatever, you know, your salary is. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, all of a sudden, you hear about all these other deans, you know, who are making, like, 10 bucks extra, you know, 10 bucks more an hour than you, you know, you'd want to, you'd be fighting your butt off to get that extra 10 bucks an hour. Want a piece of the pie. Let's go. Exactly right. Yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. (laughs) It's obviously the pie is a little bit different when you're talking about NFL football players. Slightly. Just slightly. You said it best guard in football and he deserves to be paid like it. Mm -hmm. I think, I think they found out they need Zach Martin if they're going to have, Good season. <laughs> that so. would be an understatement. Understatement. Yes. Well, we got to hear a lot from Marcus Freeman over the weekend, and we've got some of his sound bites. Uh, you know, by the way, a little bit of a schedule change the next couple of days at Notre Dame. So we'll be doing some different things. Yes. They're practicing in the afternoon instead of the morning the next couple of days. So uh, I guess they actually will be practicing at the same time that they'll be playing Navy. <laughs> next week practice starts at 250 the navy game starts at 230 so they'll be practicing yeah. in that same time window here i, I love that we get the uh, 24 hour heads up you know because i don't know about you but i sit around i guess it was all more I than worry 20, about yeah all i worry about is when i'm going to go to notre dame football practice <laughs> yeah. don't plan anything else for the rest of the day i know and that's what Every morning when I'm checking my email, you know, it's like you got to get up to go over there and it's like you got to check and make sure something hasn't changed before you get there. And then, you know, like we were there last week, I think it was Friday. And uh, in the in the middle, uh, you know, we went to the practice wing, the, right. the, the five periods. I go to Martin's like some others mm-hmm. of us do, you know, to do some work in between. And yep. I had been sitting down at Martin's for maybe 10 minutes when we got the email saying, hey, practice is going to wrap up early today. So that was interesting. <laughs> it's like you're on, it's like you're a doctor on call. Yes. So get back here early. And then guess what? The interviews actually ended up starting at about the same time, maybe five minutes earlier than they were supposed <laughs> to anyway. So we got back there. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. Yes. All right. Well, again, a lot of Marcus Freeman comments over Love the weekend. It. And uh, we've got Navy, of course, coming up a week from Saturday. Like, we are in the home stretch now. We are 12 days away Crazy. Crazy. from Notre Dame and Navy. And uh, Marcus Freeman talked about the focus for his team shifting now. Hey, for defensively, it's time to really turn your attention to Navy. We, we, we've been doing um, normal defensive things that you'll see for the majority of the year uh, to to defend against in the majority year, we have not been doing much um, Navy specific defense, and so now your attention will truly turn to um, defending the triple option and, and what Navy's offense will present. Offensively, just it was it, it's been an uh, an up and down 
first 14 practices, and it's really good to see them go out and execute at a high level. Um, have some guys that, that practice today that, that have been out a little bit. I know Jeremiah Love looked really good just seeing him out there who's been out for a week or two. Um, and uh, again, now it's just you know fine-tuning the foundation that's been built. And so um, that, that's kind of got to be our focus. The physical, true physical part of fall camp is over. Right, and, and we'll have some good. We still gotta have good practices. We get the next week, but the true physical part is over. Now we're gonna get some more scout work and really um, focus on our opponent. Physical parts over, Vince. The physical part of training camp is over. That doesn't mean they're not gonna do anything, you know, live sure. or whatever. But the most physical part, and I, I think you can kind of. I mean, you can see that you need to kind of they need to be able to get their bodies now ready for for actually playing games after beating on each other for a little bit more than the first two weeks of camp. Yeah, I mean, this is injunction, boys, right? I mean, it's it, you have to uh, you have to take your foot off the gas a little bit when it comes to physicality. You're a week and a half out. Makes perfect sense that this is the time when they would start to pull back a little bit. You know, you want them to be you want them to have time to recover. And now you like this, this week coming up is going to be a lot of mental reps, right? And then next week in my, like, this is the way I would do it. It would be mental reps for the most part. Yes. You're out there. You're doing walkthroughs. You're st- trying to stay crisp and doing some individual drills and things like that, but it's a lot of mental stuff. Okay. It, it, especially with the defensive side of the ball, when you're going up against Navy, it's a lot of mental, right? I mean, you have to know what your job is and you have to do it every time. And so, it's mental this week, and then next week you kind of ramp it up a little bit, but you get more into what your normal weekly game prep is going to look like. You know, this is what we do on Sunday. This is what we do on Monday, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then they're ready for Navy. And the Navy week is a little bit odd as well because you've got that ridiculously long plane ride, you know, to get over to Ireland. To so Ireland in the middle of the week. Yeah. Things are a little bit different, obviously, uh, as well. So you're going to be traveling in the middle of the week as opposed to the end of the week. And so that kind of throws a, a wrench into things a little bit, but makes perfect sense that the overall physical part of camp is over, gives them time to recoup and uh, get ready for the season. I found it interesting that he said out loud, you know, the offense was up and down during mm-hmm. training camp because, you know, I think we all observed some of that and, you know, the, you know, there were, there were, you know, especially the last, what, week or so when we talked about the defense being ahead of the offense and some of those kind of things. And obviously we were not there, you know, for – we got we got two full open practices. We got That's parts it. of other practices that were open. So he knows better than us <laughs> if the offense was up and down and how it was performing. I, I, I found it interesting that he kind of went ahead and said that Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and what do you think? You know, I I'm not overly surprised about that. I mean, and you, I know you're gonna we're gonna play another soundbite, and we're he's gonna talk about the offense a little bit. But I, you know, Marcus Freeman has always, at times to a fault, been honest with the media. I I feel like you know what I mean w- within reason. I I think mm-hmm. he's gotten himself into a little bit of hot water at times, being almost too honest. And I'm not saying like legally or anything, but just you know, putting a little bit too much out there. That's what I'm getting at, right? Norm, you don't get just head coach speak from Marcus Freeman, right? He's he's honest about a lot of things. And I appreciate that from a media standpoint, from a fan standpoint. He's being honest about it. 
look, if he went out there and said, man, the offense has been clicking the entire time, all camp long, we'd all be like, okay, sure it has. You know what I mean? He's honest about it. I, I appreciate yeah. that. Well, let's go ahead and talk about the offense or more uh, specifically hear him talking about the offense because they did have that scrimmage Saturday. The offense won the scrimmage Saturday. And here's some thoughts from Freeman about that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I can do opposite of maybe what I tell the players all the time is like, don't be so outcome driven. And, and if, if I'm standing back there and I feel like the defense is winning a drill, um, you can feel like it's an up and down day for the offense. But as I've gone back and evaluated it, um, they truly just continue to progress. And um, you're not going to win every drill. Right? You're not going to win every team competition. But they have truly progressed. And today they peaked. They peaked today. Um, they really performed um, at a high level in the run game, and and, and Audrick didn't practice today. Right? We kept Audrick out, and uh, Jadarian Price, he, he came out after the first series. So you saw him performing the run game with Jeremiah Love, um, uh, Devin Ford, right? Uh, Jadarian Price, guys that haven't proven it so much here yet, and you saw them per- perform in the run game, protection for the pass game. Uh, Today was a, a great peak, but I hope this ain't a peak for what we're going to see in the future. I mean, if it's the peak of camp, it's a good time for the offense to start peaking. Sure, absolutely. Two, or, you know, two plus weeks in, wouldn't you say? 
Absolutely. Because look, it's going to take longer. It's common sense, right? If you know anything about football, it, it, it takes longer for an offense to start to gel than it does a defense. I mean, you can kind of fly to the football, do some different things defensively and still look pretty good and maybe mm-hmm. not be completely comfortable with the scheme and, you know, all of those different variables and those things. And it doesn't hurt that they have, you know, the secondary that they do and that they have the depth on the defensive line, all of those things, right? The offense is all about timing and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. It takes longer for an offense to gel than it does a defense. And if they're peaking now in camp, you know, they're, 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 they're camp peaking, let's call it. I think that's perfect because now they're going to tail off on the physicality and they're going to go back, you know, to mental reps and things like that. It's the perfect time to peak. That's absolutely the perfect time. This is not where they're going to be two months from now. I mean, if that's the case, this is we're going to have a lot of disappointed people, including myself, <laughs> yeah. right? Ooh. But it, it's it's good to see that they're heading in the right direction. The trajectory is going the right way for sure. Are you concerned at all, though, about, you know, more concerned maybe about the offense than maybe you thought you would be where we are right now based on what we've seen so far? I'm not concerned. I still think this offense is going to put up really, really good numbers. I think they're going to score a lot of points. I'm not concerned. I would have liked the wide receivers to have won a little bit more than what we saw in person. Now, we don't know what's taking place behind mm-hmm. closed doors. We haven't really – I mean, to be honest, we I feel like we've been to campus a bunch, but we haven't seen a lot of practice. I haven't seen it done. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so – I, I do feel like I just wanted to see it with my own eyes to be like, okay, we're good here. You know what I mean? And, and and I guess what I'm really saying is I wanted to see Tobias Merriweather be a little bit more consistent mm-hmm. in front of me because that's what matters to me. You know what I mean? I, I think right. I've been very pleasantly surprised with uh, JT. I've been very surprised, very pleasantly surprised with Tyree, pleasantly surprised with Jaden Greathouse. But we need that alpha, right? You need that alpha to take the passing game to another level. And they just haven't seen it. Now, that doesn't mean, again, it doesn't, it doesn't mean it's not happening. We just haven't seen it. And so th- that part is a little bit concerning, I guess. But I still want to see what happens in an actual game. You know, and then, and then Absolutely. if it looks like garbage during the game, it's like, okay, let's have a chat about this. Like, I don't foresee that being the case. I mean – I think during spring, there was some of the same chatter because if you remember right, not from us, but from some others, what did we hear? Oh, Tyler Buckner's out playing Sam Hartman and all this right. kind of stuff. And I, I feel like I feel like when it's time to go, Sam Hartman is going to have the offense ready to go. And it's just Absolutely. going to go. I feel like there is a definite for a 60-year guy, I feel like there's a definite switch for him. And that offense is going to go where he wants it to go when it's when it's time right. for it to do it. The time for it to do it is right. on Saturday. That's what absolutely. It feels like and, to me. and this comment from Crying is actually spot on because he says I often have to remind myself how good our DBs project to be when analyzing the receivers. That's absolutely correct. You're, look, I feel like Crying's kid. By the way, I feel like Crying's kid maybe has been like using his handle the last week or so. He's like, he's... He's been positive. It's a little more mellow, man. I like it. 
I, I always appreciate you, but you know, <laughs> I, I think he's spot on with this one. You know what I mean? I, I think that we do forget do that, that Notre Dame has some absolutely excellent corners and more than serviceable safeties, right? And I, and and there, it's the iron sharpens iron, right? Tobias Merriweather is not going to face guys like Cam Hart and Benjamin Morrison throughout the season on a consistent basis, right? And so there, that is absolutely part of it. But I still want to see him win some of those battles against those guys. And I, I concur. That's all. And that's that's really what we haven't been able to see with our own right. eyes. Like we've right. seen. Like we've seen, like specific to Tobias Merriweather, we've seen him make plenty of catches when there's no defensive back there, but we haven't seen him make a whole lot of contested catches so right. far. But to your point, it's a really good secondary. And, you know, it's like Chancey Stuckey talked a little bit about it last week. The receivers talked about it. You know, like it's it's a really good secondary. And if nothing it's else, good, yeah. It's it's pushing these guys, and you you obviously hope that that is going to help them when it does get to Saturday. That they haven't been, ch- right. you know, like that anything that they and that's what you want your practice to be, no matter what, whether it's this secondary or you know the linebackers, the defensive line, offensive, sure. whatever position groups you're talking about, you want to be challenged more in practice than when you get to Saturday, if possible. And I think in a lot of cases that is going to be the case. And then at the very least when you get into some of this elite competition, you mm-hmm. will you will at least been have been challenged to that same standard as well and you're ready for it. So. And, and here's what I here's what I think is about to take place too. The physicality of, of practice is over, right? Of camp. We know this. Well, once you get into game prep and all that, you're not going one V ones anymore. It, it's yeah. it's ones V scout team. Scout team. And so here's what's gonna happen. All of our sources are gonna be like Tobias Merriweather all of a sudden is taking a huge step and he's just, he's dominating and all, which he needs the confidence. I'm cool with that, you know, but obviously we need to see it when the lights are bright and et cetera, et cetera. I get all of that. I understand everybody's apprehension at this point. I still think he can be that guy. I still think he's going to be that guy. It's it's very different because we talk about tools and all that. Like Deion Colsey has amazing tools, but I just don't think he's ever going to be that alpha. Right. He's just it's just not clicking for whatever, whatever the case may be. I just don't think that's going to be him. I still think Tobias Merriweather is going to be that guy. There's a reason well, he's still why... running with the ones. There's a reason yeah. that he's being picked to do like these competitions at the beginning of practice. You know what I mean? Obviously, the coaches have seen something from him to make them think that, yeah, he's still a dude. So that that gives me excitement. We did the receiver predictions a couple of weeks ago, and I didn't have Colsey really high mm-hmm. on my list of who you know where the receptions yeah. are going to go, and it's kind of what you're talking about. I think that he is still he still has a potential to be that possession type guy, like we saw from him last year. But based on what we've seen from him and the other guys as well, and like the fact that Marcus Freeman talked about. Jaden Greathouse and Rico Flores Jr. are both going to play a lot this year. They're expecting a pretty good amount for them, especially for freshmen. Yeah. There's only so many balls to go around, and it, right. it just seems like that is more what the role can be for a guy like Colsey than big sure. volume receiver based on everything that we've seen. Just, you know, if, if, at this point, if I'm the staff and with Colsey, I know we're kind of going on a tangent here, but, like, I'm going to shrink the package a little bit for him. You know what I mean? You know, 
he's a big, big boy. He's, you know, he's got all of the, the measurables and all of that, right? It just feels like sometimes it looks like he's still drinking out of a fire hose when it comes to formations and lining up and all of that. So it's like, okay, well, we're going to shrink it down. This is what you're going to be really, really good at. And you're going to get really, really good at it, whether it's on the goal line, whether it's the third down package, you know, whatever. Because he did flash during some, had caught some really important third downs last year, right? Mm-hmm. If he gets comfortable in whatever that package is, he's going to be good, you know? That's the job of the coaching staff. You've got to know what you've got, and you've got to put them in position to be successful. He can really help this team. He's not going to be an alpha guy, but he can really help this team. Yeah. So you're starting to get into scout team type stuff. You're going to be the starters going up against the scout team and all that kind of thing. And so we've got Saturday was two weeks until Navy. So now it's less than two weeks until Navy, obviously. And I asked Marcus Freeman – are there still starting jobs up for grabs? And here's the answer. We have a good idea of who are going to be the, the guys that will play a lot versus Navy. Um, it isn't like we haven't done Navy. You know, uh, I've been working with the Navy scout team the entire fall camp. We do it at night. You know, me and a couple of GAs, and I, I think the Navy scout team are ready to go. Um, today we started to scrimmage off with five full-speed live, one defense versus Navy scout team. And uh, I thought it was good just that our defense could get a feel for the speed um, that we're hopefully going to be practicing against. I'm not ready to say who's going to be the starters on the defense versus Navy. Um, that's still to be determined, but we have a good idea of the guys we're going to count on that game. So what do you think? I like how he was very specific about we don't know who the starters are going to be on defense for defense. Navy. Yeah, right. and it for and for Navy, you know what I mean? Because they always seem to have because like, that's a very guys. specific. Yeah, yes. you're gonna there, there's some we've we've seen all the time. Specific guys don't play, right? And there are guys who who you're gonna roll out there on the field who are like who have seen the triple option in high school, Absolutely. for example, and who are Absolutely. more well versed against the triple option. Those kind of things. Yep. So you're gonna see no some doubt. guys out there against Navy that. You're probably not going to see against Tennessee State and Central Michigan the next couple weeks. You need to find your niche guys that are really good at running against the the triple option. You know that that are going to be assignment sound. They're they're good at tackling. You know all of those different things. And so it was he was very specific about what he said, and and I appreciate that out of him because we he know. Also what, said, I mean, go ahead. He also said nothing about the offense. It, it wasn't, no, which tells it me not a defense specific question. No. No, the offense has been set. Yes. Do you have your starters figured out was the question. And it was. Yes, 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 yes. I I feel like the offense has been set for quite some time. And uh, that's not going to change. Yeah. Even on the offensive line, you think it's set, huh? I don't see. I mean, they have given us nothing for us to think that it's not. Well, let's. Let's let's listen to what he said. Okay. Because my next question was specific to the guards. Um, you know, it's a great competition, you know, and, and Coops has been getting more reps with the ones, and, and he's done a really good job, man. He's going to be a good player for us. Um, I love the competition that we have going on um, at the guard spot. You know, Rocco Spindler has been doing a heck of a job, had a really good camp, and, and Billy has too. So you want to have four guards, right? And, and I think – 
right now we feel really good about three going in there. Um, and, and I'm looking forward to evaluating today's scrimmage with, with Coach Rudolph and the offensive staff and saying, okay, who's going to be the, the fourth, the third and fourth guard that we say um, can go in a game at any point. But, man, I love the, the competition that they're having. You know, nobody's comfortable in those, those guard positions. And I think we all know who the tackle's going to be, and you all know who the center's going to be. And so to continue to create that competition um, is something that you love as a coach. So one, I guess I forgot to mention, I asked specifically what differentiation separate, separates Coogan from Strouth at left guard, and that was the answer to the question. And then the way he wrapped it up does not seem to make it sound like they are definitive with what they're going to do at those two positions right now, does it? That's fair. It did not sound definitive to me either. And I, I mean, I guess I'm secretly hoping that it's not set in stone. Right. It's just every time we went I mean, over there, it was, I feel like we were getting beaten head with, uh, nope, this is it right here. These are the ones, you know what I mean? And I like, it's very interesting that he only mentioned Coogan and Spindler. He only mentioned those two guys by name. And he's like, we need to figure out who the third and the fourth guy are going to be. Like, that was a little disconcerting, but right. he made it sound Especially like it's an open competition. The two guys he didn't mention, Shrouth and Christophic, were running number one at both of those spring. positions entering yeah, yeah coming out of spring and entering fall yeah. camp yeah and now he's yeah. not sure which one's the three and which one's the four that's that, that's just a crazy turn of events for me I because know. nobody else practiced even at left guard with the ones last in the spring and now all of a sudden no one else has practiced at left guard except for coogan i i yeah i don't know i i would love to sit in a room with Joe Rudolph and, and Freeman and be like, guys, just tell me what's going on here. I, I, mm -hmm. I for my own well being, I need to know what's happening, please. So Tom says uh, he's tired of the guard talk. He wants the personnel to be the best fit for the team. I mean, that makes the most sense I for everybody. That. Tim B says the Tobias stuff is overdone enough speculation. Let's play ball. And I mean, that's, you know, that that's what happens three weeks into camp. We all want the season to start at this point. And everything is just going to continue to get overblown until the season starts. And then guess what happens once the season starts? You're going to overreact Absolutely. to one thing or another in game one. And then it's yep. going to be a question in game two. And because they're playing Tennessee State in game two, if they don't dominate Tennessee State in game two, then it's going to become a different the season's question. over. And that's, season's that's over at that I point. Go, right? You know, I, yeah. There's going to be. That's where, that's where you are three weeks into campus. Everything is overblown because we don't have a game yes. to play yet. It's all we got. It's all we've got. And. And what we think was supposed to happen, some of it's not happening, some of it is happening, you know, that kind of a thing. And I can't wait for the overblown comments about Notre Dame's defense coming out of the Navy game. Something is going to happen in that game, positively or negatively, and people are going to absolutely run with it. And it will be completely different in game two. It'll be complete. It'll yeah. be a completely different defense. You know, remember how bad Notre Dame played defensively against Navy last year? You know, da 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 da. Uh, P.S. Your best middle linebacker and leading tackler on the team didn't play. That was a huge situation because it was a game time decision, and then they had to kind of revamp their entire defense because J.D. Bertrand wasn't in the game. Right. J.D. Bertrand's healthy. Okay, so I just don't see Navy being the juggernaut on the run game like they were last year. But anyway. 
my point is people are going to make all kinds of generalizations and and blow things way out of proportion after game one. You know, and what I'm kind of curious to see is with all this destructiveness and physicality and everything that Mm -hmm. like the defensive line is playing with, you know, does over aggression potentially hurt them against an offense? like Navy, those kind of things, you know, it's like a specific, specific kind of disruptive disruptiveness that you have to have because everyone has to carry out an assignment on every play. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. If they, if they start to play outside themselves, then they're going to be in trouble. I'm, I'm all for emotion. I'm all for playing hard and all that. I'm all for that. But if you get outside yourself and you try to start doing your own thing, that's when Navy can beat you or, you know, yeah. in a play situation, not necessarily in the game, but that's when Navy can beat you. You can't do that. But you're absolutely right in terms of you, like you can't overreact to anything the defense does in this game, no matter what, because you're not going to see a triple option the rest of the season. It's right. That's why, that's why I think it's good that it's a one-off at the start of the season. You get it on, you know, you get in there, you get it over with, right. move on, no more triple option. The rest and of the season. I, I do want to. I, I want to. Matt Booker is saying you want to attack Navy. You want to pressure them. You know all this different stuff. You got to be careful. They want you to blitz. They want you to pack the box. They want you to do those things. You, they want you to play outside yourself. You can't. You cannot. And I'm telling you this from experience. You cannot attack a triple option offense like that. You got to sit in your base and play the defense everything is read and react everyone again everyone has an assignment it is not you know balls to the wall all out jesse jesse will tell you he played middle linebacker against mishawaka's option offense every year and obviously he'll be on this week and he'll be on next week i mean you know everyone's been clamoring for the whiteboard and there will be triple option whiteboard coming up oh baby rest assured oh baby maybe he'll even give you a taste this week i don't know i'll have to see yep some inline you know some veer some oh yeah midline i mean it's gonna be the thing quarterback's got to read where that nose is to start with he's gonna read that and you know if the nose is in one spot he's gonna go inside he's gonna go dive if he's in another side spot he's gonna go like outside veer or he's just gonna roll and you know the, the the classic pitch and then it's up He's got to read the defensive end. Is the defensive end crashing or is he sitting? It, it determines everything. And that's why you can't just be overly aggressive on everything. Everyone can't just be. has to carry out a simple assignment, they, carry they out the simple assignment, that. then you succeed. Yeah. They they want you to do that. They want you to send pressures and things like that because then they attack where you were. I mean that's that's what the triple option is there for. I mean that's mm-hmm. you, you have a very you have a smart quarterback. I'm not saying this is navy specific, but in the triple option you have a smart quarterback who takes advantage of what the defense does. Period. So you just got to stay in your base, do your assignment. That's it, and you're good. I don't know if this is Tiller or Tyler, T I L E R Reese. Do you think Navy and thanks for the super chat, Mr. Reese? Do you think Navy will run the traditional triple option offense or a totally new look offense? One, working on getting uh, Bill Wagner, longtime Navy reporter. We had him on in the summer. We'll get more on that. What he told me at the start of the summer, if you remember that interview, was 
They've got a new offensive coordinator. They've got a new head coach. They're integrating more pass game into the offense, like simple things like slants and, you know, nothing, nothing special, but like a, you know, short game passing attack that is going to complement the triple option. Look, one kind of fallback that they have is they also want to incorporate more tight ends. They have not recruited any tight ends, obviously. So most of the tight ends they have right now are converted linebackers and such. So that's what they've got. But they're apparently going to be passing a little bit more, but at the core of it is still going to be the triple option. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It'll look a little bit different, but not that much. You're still going to see double wing. You're still going to see the motions. You're. I mean, it's still, it's still triple option, right? So, um, yeah, I. It, it's not going to look that much different to the naked eye. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Tim B wants to know, when we were talking about receivers, who's going to make the most contested catches this year for the Irish? I'll go out on a limb and I'll say Jaden Thomas. That's my Yeah, opinion. that's by far who I would pick as well. He's the known commodity. We've seen him do it. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to continue to raise his game. I think that absolutely that is who it would, I would love for it to be. I would love for JT to continue down that path and do everything we think he's going to do. And yet Tobias Merriweather has the most contested catches. Cause that means this offense is going to be really, really good. Andrew, thank you for the super chat. He wants to know if we think that uh, Notre Dame has enough talent on the edge to replace Foskey's production. Who do you see giving us more Botello or Jean-Baptiste? I think Botello is probably going to have better numbers um than baptiste so i think you're gonna get more production out of him uh i you know the it fosky ended up with a lot of production but he also was completely absent in games as well and hit the beginning of his season was a train wreck i mean let's call it what it was he didn't i don't remember when he first recorded his his first sack but it was a ways into the season and he wasn't all that productive the first half of the season it was the second half of the season where he kind of took off. So personally, I would rather have somebody that was effective the entire year as opposed to spurts of greatness. You know what I mean? Yes, he had ended up accumulating a lot of sacks and all of that, and that's awesome. But there were times where he kind of felt checked out to me in games. So I I want to see a little bit more consistency. And, you know, that's really the question for Botello is how consistent can he be? Absolutely. Putting it all together, being a consistent player. And he he knows that. And we didn't really see much of much of him in that practice that we got to see last week. Yeah. But again, that's one practice, so we can't necessarily base a whole lot on that. I, I just I'm I'm leaning much more toward Botello myself. I think he's a better athlete. Baptiste, I think, is probably going to play fewer snaps between the two. I think Botello will end up with a lot more snaps when it's all said and done. Like, again, if you're looking at at the Navy game, I I think potentially Baptiste has a chance to have bigger impact in this game just because of the kind of opponent that it is. Whereas, again, if you're looking at consistency from Botello... I'm not sure that the Navy game is going to be your measuring stick for that. Right. It's just so different. Yeah, that definitely not. You're going to, the jury's still going to have to be out, you know, for a while on that. There's no doubt about that. 
Anthony, we appreciate your super chat as well. Always appreciate you, confident men. We, uh... Thank mm-hmm. you.